everyone, welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Theharis Orvello Sews. Let's get started with Socialist Tuesday. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to Socialist Tuesday. We've met the Australian editor Chloe Reid and the lead copy editor Anne Blaney. Today we'll hear from Amelia. Amelia is an author for The Socialists. They have written three posts this year and they have a lot to say. So let's meet Amelia. Hi, nice to be here. Lovely to meet you as well. In my introduction, I really do look at the blog posts that you write. Amelia, what is your handle? Emilia underscore to underscore nuno, which means Emilia in fabric in Japanese. Oh, really? Yeah. I wanted to have some words in Japanese, so I, I actually crowdsourced my handle with my colleagues, which was hilarious, because some proposed some very complex kanji puns, uh, which I was really like, nobody's going to get it. Yeah, but I settled for Emiliato Nuno, so, because actually the, one of the reasons I started sewing, also one of the reasons I got into kimono, for example, is that I love textiles, so it made sense to have fabric in my handle and have it in Japanese because I wanted to highlight the fact that I am living in a Japanese environment and immersed in Japanese culture every day. Emilia, what brought you to Japan? Ah, so <laughs> this is a question everybody asks me and... Um, I can ask you something better. No, 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 no. It's, it's, no, it's funny because when uh, every, every time I reply, people are like, no, I can't believe this. But it's actually, it's a very good insight to my personality. So I studied neuroscience and uh, the degree was international. So with people from all over Europe and all taught in English, despite being in a very small Italian university. And so we were encouraged to go abroad for up to one year. To conduct some research, plus you know, to have some experience and write a thesis about it. Yeah. And I wanted to work on ASD. I'm very passionate about neurodevelopmental disorders, so I wanted to work in that field, especially in the field of autism research. So I started mailing people left and right, and one professor in Japan replied to me like immediately saying like, "Yeah, yeah, well, you can come here if you want." And I was like, "Cool, guess I'm moving to Japan." So that's literally how it went. I sent emails and then one day I was like, okay, I'm, I, I look at my flatmate and say, okay, I'm going to Japan. And she was like, okay, good for you. He sounds like a very smart man. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know if he grew to regret it. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how it went. And then I came here and then I, for various reasons, I ended up staying in Japan. 
indefinitely. So now Japan is your home. Yes, indeed. Amelia, in your latest post, we, you talked about binders. I looked at that and I thought about it from my perspective as someone who uses activewear, but you were talking about it from a queer perspective. Can you talk us through that? So first of all, what is a binder? Yes, please. I'm really not an expert because I've recently started getting really into binders. But the way I see it, binder is some form of underwear one wears to, for whatever reason, regardless of identity, presentation, you name it, to flatten one's breasts and give this impression of a flat chest. And so since I, so I came out as non-binary some months ago. Okay. There is no one way to be non-binary. So I mean, your gender identity and your gender presentation are two different things. So there are non-binary folks who are present very femme and other who present very masculine and other people like me who are gender maximalists because I'm like, give me all the genders, I want them all. All piled on top of each other. Like a smorgasbord. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, nice. Thank you. Gender buffet, you and for years, I never, I didn't wear bras because I just feel like, why? Also, like, who cares if you can see my nipples? So everybody has nipples, so what the hell? But I do realize that sometimes I feel like I want to present it a certain way and breasts are in the way. And that makes me dysphoric and unhappy. Okay. And I've also been contacted since coming out very publicly on Instagram for everybody to see. I've been contacted by parents of trans kids uh, and other trans people who saw and asking me for advice on binaries. Uh, and I was like, I have no idea, but I can work on it. So I decided to start making my own. And I basically went through several fabrics, same but many iterations to find what I think works best for me and I'm actually very happy that I didn't give in give up and buy one because this making it myself I was really able to decide uh, what level of binding I wanted because of course these are very collecting garments yeah so I wanted to be to make me feel happy and confident and empowered but also not completely cut off my circulation so much so that my hands start tingling so and actually there are really no resources online on binder making I mean like I found maybe two blog posts and that's it and it's really essential for us it's not something which we we want to have because it's frivolous no no I mean dysphoria is horrible it impedes you to function so if this small thing can help me and help others like me walk in society confidently then yeah (laughs) so be it that's a really good thing as you said there were only a couple of blog posts about Mm -hmm. making binders and so now you've gone down the path of experimenting and figuring out what works best for you because as you said it's an undergarment but it helps you with how you feel about yourself and how you identify with yourself yeah, I mean, it really empowers you because then the image in the mirror reflects how you feel inside. So actually, when I finished my final binder and I put it on and then I put a shirt on, I almost started crying because I was like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to look. Yay. Good on you. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's not it's like I'm a bit different than, I mean, not different. I mean, I'm the way I am is that some days I want to wear no bra. Sometimes I want to wear a binder and some days I want to wear a bra because I want to wear a dress. So it really depends. <laughs> yeah, but that day it was 
that was how I was feeling. And so when I put the blender on, I was very, I was relieved, but it was indeed possible to make it yourself. That's right. You've got the options now to look any way that you want to look and that makes you feel empowered. I mean, I would argue that anybody should be have disability anytime they want. I mean, like in my case, uh, my identity and my expression are very much intertwined. So, yeah. so some non-binary folks will be more fluid and they would be in different parts of the spectrum depending on day or even time of day. But in mm. my case, I am really kind of in the middle. I feel like neither, but both. And so, and, and my presentation is kind of related to that. So I would present very femme or very masculine or like androgynous. Generally, it's androgynous, but with lipstick on. <laughs> so, but that really, it's very personal. So it depends on the person you're talking to. They will have different uh, takes on, I mean, what, what it means to them to present. And that was one of the points that you made to me when we were preparing for this podcast is that each person is different and their experience is different. So our discussion today is really around your experience because that's what you can talk about. Yes, correct. So we're not saying generally, but this is how you've experienced it and how you see yourself. Yeah, the, the, the lived experience, which is a term my husband hates, of the Amelia of the Amelia, the amazing Amelia. <laughs> no, the gorgeous Amelia. I like. Oh, sorry. No, no, there is a reason. You know, Queer Eye. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the hosts of Queer Eye is Jonathan Van Ness, who does grooming. And they are always uh, saying, this is gorgeous, or come to this gorgeous salon. What do you do in the gorgeous day? And I find that I want to live in with Jonathan Van Ness's world where everything is gorgeous. Okay. So now trying to call everything gorgeous so this is the gorgeous podcast uh, in this gorgeous friday sit on my gorgeous couch for the gorgeous socialist group yes from the gorgeous socialist group yes. is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners that you feel they should understand actually more than understand something to reassure them okay in the sense that there is some i see this a lot with uh, like straight people, straight heterosexual people I know. I mean, straight and cisgender. Sorry, that's what I meant. And then they come to me and they ask me, so what should I call you? What this, what that? And I can see the fear in their eyes every time they may get pronouns wrong. And it's okay as long, because I mean, also my friends, do you think my friends, I mean, understand this? Of course not. They still refer to me as a girl. But when they correct themselves and because, you know, you know somebody for a decade and you're used to seeing them in a certain way and then suddenly they tell you, I know, actually, this is not my truth. Uh, and, you know, it takes some time readjusting. So the only thing, so every queer and trans person expects respect. Yes. Expects to be acknowledged and accepted for what they are and who they are. So, and the, nothing happens if you get pronouns wrong, but uh, if we correct you, please accept it and don't take it defensively. Yeah. So, yeah, this is really the only thing. I mean, it's like with many other things. Also, we have seen things which are deemed racist by the group you're referring to. And if they tell you, you know, this thing you said, kind of racist, accept it and learn from it instead of being like oh but no but I didn't mean like that no 
just accept it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but nothing happens if you get your pronouns wrong. I mean, hell will not break loose. So just be open to correction. Thanks, Amelia. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's very good advice. This is the because I make this mistake myself. So sometimes I say, like I I, I say something which is gendered and I catch myself and I'm like ah ah na 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 socialize the or your life to think a certain way so even regarding myself I, I have to break this dynamic and this rhetoric it's something to always keep in mind that no matter who you're talking to make sure that you are respecting who they are and if you are corrected just take it and move on yes yeah basically lovely thanks Amelia will be back for part two of their discussion about clothing, sewing and patterns for all people to reflect their true selves. So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Amelia, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and Lipson, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.